Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, friends. I'm back. It's been a long week in the hospital, but I figured I would come on and just talk about my life. It's kind of like waking up in the same day over and over again, but little things change and I kind of want to just talk about my experience in the hospital because I think there's some confusion maybe about why I've been in the hospital for so long or what I'm doing here. I don't know. I guess I never really understood why people stayed in the hospital either after they had surgeries or injuries. I always assumed being at home would be nicer unless you really need intensive care, but I will, yeah, go over that this episode because why not? I'm bored and who doesn't love listening to (laughs) someone's hospital life, right? Okay, so first off, after my surgery, once I got to Austria after my surgery, I got taken to intensive care because I think for a bunch of reasons, but number one was I just had like a really invasive surgery and I had already undergone two surgeries um, within five days. So, or four days, no five days. So I think they were kind of just like wanted to monitor me more and make sure that I had more constant care because in the ICU, there's like way more nurses. They are there's more machines there's more tracking so anyways after my surgery I went to ICU and when I got there I was still pretty out of it because I'd been on like heavy medication for the first um, few days after my injury because of the pain and just everything so I was kind of out of it the first day but then I I don't know I guess I just kind of started to get more with it as like the next couple days went on and I started to get to know my nurses. They, (laughs) I think because it was Christmas holidays, there were less of them on rotation. So I had the same nurses, like the same day nurses and same night nurses for like multiple days in a row, which was super nice for me because I was able to get to know the nurses and they kind of got to know me and like, okay, sorry for the beeping. That is my game ready. But the nurses got to know me and my like routine and schedule, which made the first week so much easier. Like the first few days, um, I had the same nurses and we got in this like rhythm. And I think that they got to know my personality a little bit, which was really nice because then we all got really close and I felt like I could really trust them and made the hospital experience way less scary. But (laughs) I got so close to them that... One day over the break, um, I had a night nurse that I had never had before after my like first three days with the same one. And I just started crying (laughs) because (laughs) I was so sad that I didn't have my regular nurse. And I think you're just so like fragile and emotional when you're in that state and you just feel really vulnerable. Like I couldn't move on my own. Um, My leg was really swollen and really painful and they had put these like vacuum things on my scars because the scars go like the entire from my knee to my ankle basically because of the compartment syndrome so um they basically put the vacuum seal things on they had it had a little pump it was really weird but the vacuums went 
along my scars and were there basically to suck any like um I don't know fluid or blood or anything that was like coming out of the stitches or the wound just to make sure that it stayed clean it stayed um without infection because I'd already had an open two open wounds for like four days so they were a little bit worried about infection so they put the vacuums on anyways I couldn't move I was like very reliant on everyone around me and I know that they were trying to make it seem like my life was as normal as possible in there but looking back now that I've been in like the regular care center it was definitely really weird and a little bit scary because there were so many doctors so many people asking me questions and trying to get me to wiggle my toes and one day I couldn't wiggle my toes and it was like the scariest thing ever but it turned out to just be the um, nerve catheter that I had for the pain. Anyways, (laughs) so um, I got to know the nurses really well. And when I was down there, the first few days were really slow. It was really all about just like making, getting me to sit up a little bit. Like I was basically lying down flat because my, I was so out of it with the drugs and my leg and then the next few days, like I think after day three or four, that was when they got me to try to sit up. And that was the craziest feeling like sitting up for the first time in a chair. I was so dizzy. I'd already been super low blood um, because they tried not to give me an infusion for the three surgeries I had. But they realized the morning after my last surgery that I was really my blood was really low because I think with like the compression syndrome surgeries I'd basically just been kind of like slowly bleeding for like five days and then I also had three really long surgeries so they gave me some blood but I was already really white like my skin was really white my face was like had no color in it (laughs) which I'm sure was terrifying I look like a little ghost but then they would put me in it okay I'm not saying they would put me in we would (laughs) for like 10 minutes it was like a big production to get me from the bed into a chair where my leg was still upright but um just all of the color would drain from my face so I was like completely completely white and that would freak them out a little bit and I was so dizzy like just couldn't really my eyes were super fuzzy like I couldn't see very well so I basically felt like a baby honestly (laughs) looking back I was basically just a baby I was like can you guys just do everything for me please um but you know after um you know, a week in the hospital, they want to make sure that your organs and everything start working on their own and start going, doing proper things. And I had started eating again, which was a huge step because I was like not eating when I was in France. I was really, the drugs were hitting me. I was not doing well. So when I got to Austria after my last surgery, I finally started to eat And that was when they were like, okay, it's time for you to go to the bathroom. And that was probably like the scariest feeling ever was knowing that I was going to have to like get trans put in a chair, then wheeled to the bathroom with like 
I had so many cords on me. I had two nerve catheters that were attached to constant pumps. So I was attached to that by two cords. My leg had the two vacuums. So that had two cords coming out into a little bag. So I would have to wear the bag. (laughs) And then I also had my IV. I think I had two IVs at that point. So there was a lot of chaos. But anyways, they got me to the bathroom. And that was like the first real step in when I started to feel better is once they started getting me sitting upright and I would only last like 10 minutes sitting and then they would put me back in bed and I would sleep or literally do nothing for the rest of the day but we did that for the next like three days and then that was when they decided it was time to kind of get my leg down and Once we started putting my leg down, like I had the craziest nerve pain. It felt like I had all of my blood going to my foot. Like I'd get really dizzy. And anyone who's had like leg surgery, I think has had that same feeling where all of a sudden you get the craziest feeling in your legs. Um, So once we did that and once I was able to stand up on my own with the walker for like one minute. I do take like five steps with the walker. And then um, I started to be able to use the wheelchair by myself. And that was when, so that was almost exactly a week post-op. And that was when the surgeons decided, okay, you are good enough. You can get around enough on your own to move up to like the regular care center because obviously they don't want to keep you in the ICU forever. Number one, it's like very overwhelming once you are able to take care of yourself a little bit more it just feels very like you're being watched all the time there's a lot going on it's kind of a scary environment like when I was there there were like four new traumas came in so it's not like the most peaceful place to heal so they got me up to the regular unit and this is where I've been for the last week and it's definitely different like I have crutches now so like two days after I got up to this unit they started teaching me how to use the crutches and we've been kind of you know trying to make little steps every day to make it feel more like normal life and I really appreciate that because like even the physios we get physio two times a day here and even the physios now will have me take my wheelchair and come meet them down in the actual physio room rather than them coming up to my room and we do physio in my room which is cool it's like a change of scenery for me I feel a little bit independent like I get to go take the elevator by myself (laughs) um so that's where what I've been up to the last week but I think that for me like I have been very positive through this whole thing and the number one thing for me I think that keeps me sane is just like knowing that I'm very lucky with, even though it's a serious injury, I'm very lucky with how it ended and had the result, like the surgery went well. And, um, there was definitely a point where we weren't entirely sure what my leg was going to look like. So I think that now I have a appreciation for all the little steps we're taking and how things are healing. But also I think that when I 
I don't know. I think I said this in my last podcast where you kind of have to trick yourself into a little bit of a state of delusion. But the hardest part for me, like the thing that gives me some tough thoughts is when people remind me like how serious my injury was or I've had a couple people who saw my x-rays I mean I posted my x-rays so that's not a surprise (laughs) but um some like even in the hospital some of the doctors or some of the other patients or I don't know people will tell me like oh my gosh I can't believe how in like extreme your injury was I can't believe that you're able to do all this stuff already and that's like the scarier part for me is it reminds me it brings me back to like reality where yeah this is a really serious injury and it's not going to be easy but I think that if I didn't have the constant reminders (laughs) from people that it is a really bad injury I don't think I would get as scared as I sometimes do And also, like, I just, I get these kind of guilty feelings where I've come to peace with it. I have, you know, accepted where I'm at. I've accepted the injury and all of the stupid stuff that's going to come with it and the, you know, missing my sport for the next however many months slash years. And there's just so many other people involved in my life, in my ski career, like, who feel guilty or you know it weighs on them and that gets me that's like one of the worst feelings is when you are the one who is going through it and who's like having to you know do the rehab and go through the pain and everything but then you also know that you are causing other people (laughs) stress or like fear and I don't want people to feel that way I don't want anyone of my friends or my family or anyone who listens to my podcast to feel like I don't deserve this or that like this is unfair or there's something I could have done to change it because it's what it is what it is I can't change it no one can change it and I'm okay with that (laughs) I obviously don't want to be here but I am and I it's no one's fault it's I mean maybe it's a little bit my fault but (laughs) it's no one's fault life happens um I think that there are so many injuries in this sport and yeah like mine's on the extreme end of things but realistically all injuries suck like (laughs) any injury where you have to miss what you're doing and take time off and rehab and go through the pain and the disappointment like it's all the same feelings and it's all the same emotions but sometimes it just lasts longer because you have to rehab for longer but yeah I guess a lot of my like frustrated feelings or sad feelings come from when other people tell me or when other people feel bad for me or um yeah so hopefully if you're someone listening to this don't feel bad don't (laughs) you can like be frustrated for me but you don't need to vocalize it to me and you can just be a supporter along my journey back to healthy reality because no matter what, I'm going to get healthy again. Who knows what the next reality looks like right now in my head. It's 100% coming back to skiing. And 
um, pushing to be one of the top downhill slash speed girls again. That's not even a question, but who knows? The future is so unknown that (laughs) I can't tell you 100% what's going to happen. I'm going to kind of segue out of this because I feel like I got into a little bit of an emotional (laughs) situation there. I'm sitting alone in my hospital room and I don't want to get too dark and gloomy. But um, I guess if you are someone who is going into surgery or dealing with an injury, just be prepared that your body reacts in different ways and it feels really scary in the moment sometimes but it passes and you it's all part of the healing journey like for me my eyes were blurry for like 10 days after my surgery like I could not see out of my right eye properly so and then now I can see great um and you know your digestion's going to be messed up it's going to be really hard to get your blood flowing again properly like if you're in a bed like I am where you're lying down for two weeks straight, you are going to feel really weird when you sit up for the first time or when you try to stand up or when you try to use crutches. Like everything the first time you do it is really intense and that's fine. That's normal. Don't feel like it's not supposed to feel that way because it is. And just kind of embrace it and, you know, try to remember how you feel because then the next time you do it you're going to feel totally different and for me that's like the craziest part is remembering the first time that I went to the bathroom by myself and I was like in so much pain my leg just felt like it was going to explode because it hadn't been you know below my heart (laughs) for two weeks or 10 days and then now I can like crutch the bathroom by myself I can do I can go brush my teeth I can do whatever I need to do and I can wheel myself to physio I can hop around I can use the hand bike um things progress pretty quickly on that side of things and it's okay to be scared in the moment but just remember that it is going to get better and Everything takes time. Even if it's not a lot of time, still it takes time. I was just looking at, I made some notes about what I wanted to talk about in this podcast, but I started doing it a while ago, like when I first had the surgery. And one of the things I wrote was that things move a lot slower at first than you think. And on one hand, yes, that's true because the first week was so slow, like I didn't have any movement in my leg. It was like, can you wiggle your toes? Basically, it was all I was doing. And, um, you know, sitting upright was like the big goal of the day. But now that I'm past that, like one week point, things like there's little things that change every day. And I mean, I'm not up and walking yet, but I have little accomplishments every day that make me feel really good. And it does feel like things are moving faster now than they were at first. So I think that it uh, like, you know, goes up and down with the timeline of things. But yeah, at first it did feel really slow. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, it's only been, um, you know, two weeks since my last surgery. And I'm, I'm like a different person already. So just be patient with yourself, even if things feel really slow at first I think they change pretty quickly and you know even if they don't change pretty quickly they change eventually okay the last point from this podcast is something that me and um, Matias who's one of the other athletes who's 
on this floor we were talking about the other day is how when you're in like an injury and you're living it every day and you are trying to heal and you know there's a lot going on you're basically just expect yourself to be emotionally capped at all times so like going about your normal day you are already at your max capacity emotionally so anytime any little thing happens your emotions are going to feel over your cap and it's going to feel way more extreme like for me it's sometimes when my mom would answer a phone call and she would talk too loud I'm literally I'm not kidding you she would talk too loud I would just start bawling (laughs) like crying my eyes out or I'd get a really nice text from one of my friends and I would just start crying or today AJ Hurt podiumed in the slalom and yesterday Val won the GS and I just started crying for both of them. I was full on crying and I'm not an overly emotional person like I am. (laughs) I'd say quite even keeled. So it's definitely weird to feel like such extreme emotions sometimes, but just understand that like your body is going through so much right now trying to heal my I know that like every ounce of extra energy I have is going to my leg there's no question about it because sometimes I'll just be sitting and pass out like fall asleep I'll just be all of a sudden so tired but just don't get frustrated with yourself it's good to like tell people how you're feeling because I think at first I was trying really hard to, you know, contain how frustrated I would get or irritated I would get by the dumbest things. And now, like I told my mom when she was here, look, I just get, I'm already maxed out. Like any little thing is going to push me over the edge. So I'm not like actually irritated. It's just my body is trying to process all these emotions and it's just the way it is. (laughs) there's no you can't change it you can try to work through it and you can try to suppress what you're feeling but honestly it's not worth it because it's just going to build up even more and I noticed this in physio the other day like we were working on getting my knee bending more and it was the first day we had like really pushed my knee to get to 60 degrees because that's the like max that I can bend it right now and they really wanted me to get there and I was really close so we like we were pushing and um you know there's a lot of some swelling still in my joint and there's a lot of plates so things weren't comfortable and I was just sitting and just started crying and the physio was like yes this is good like let the tears out it like not only helps relax your body but it also is helping you where like get those emotions out so that you're not just suppressing them and building them up. Um, So that was kind of a strange experience for me because (laughs) I, I don't love crying. Like, okay, crying's fine, but it's definitely like frustrating when you can't control the crying. (laughs) So it's, it's normal. I, (laughs) not just from my experience, from other people's experiences too. We, it's normal to be like maxed out emotionally and anything that's above what you're just dealing with on a regular basis is going to feel way more extreme. So be patient with yourself and don't 
you know, don't try to push it because what's the point? Eventually, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just be nice to yourself. Um, there's no point in pushing your emotions or like your capacity to deal with things because who cares you're gonna cry you're in a hospital you're dealing with an injury there's a million things that are going on in your body so just let it out and it's normal okay this was such a random episode but (laughs) hopefully it was like semi-entertaining because I'm not even totally sure what I talked about I am basically off my painkillers now so I am back on my like ADHD grind and I have a lot of thoughts and they segue into new ones that don't go with the plan. But maybe next time I'll have a better plan. So hopefully you enjoyed. This is what my life has been like the last two weeks. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting. And I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.